Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. There are several vital Christian doctrines that we believe and preach, which are clearly and undeniably taught in the scriptures, and yet we refer to these doctrines with a word that is not found in the scriptures. Probably the greatest example is the doctrine of the Trinity. God is a triune God, one God in three persons. This doctrine could not be clearer than God has made it in his word. A quick reading of John chapters 14, 15, and 16 will provide you with overwhelming evidence of this doctrine of the Trinity, which is a fundamental element of the Christian faith. Nevertheless, the word Trinity, which is the term that Christians universally use to refer to that doctrine, does not appear in our English Bible. Another example of a doctrine that is clearly taught in the Bible, but is referred to by a word that does not appear in our English Bible, is the rapture. The Bible talks about the blessed hope, which is the imminent return of Christ in the clouds to take his church to heaven. But it does not use the word rapture. The fact that we have applied terms that do not appear in the scriptures to teach doctrines that are undeniably taught in the scriptures does not in any way take away from the accuracy of those doctrines. The doctrine of God's sovereignty is another example of a truth that no believer would deny is repeatedly confirmed in the Bible. And yet, The words sovereign and sovereignty are not used in the Bible. Here's how Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines the adjective sovereign. Supreme in power, possessing supreme dominion, as a sovereign ruler of the universe, superior to all others. The scriptures are clear that God is the supreme ruler of the universe and that he holds all authority. All of creation is his domain. God is the highest authority in the universe. He answers to no one, and he gets permission from no one. He has total freedom and ability to act and do as he pleases. In his sovereignty, God has an eternal purpose and a divine will for all of his creation. Psalm 115, verse 3. But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Psalm 135, verse 6. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, That did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas and all deep places. Isaiah 45, 18. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Isaiah 45, 22. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. Daniel 4.35 And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? A.W. Tozer wrote, God's sovereignty is the attribute by which he rules his entire creation. He must be free to do whatever he wills to do, anywhere, at any time, to carry out his eternal purpose in every single detail 
without interference. Were he less than free, he must be less than sovereign. J.M. Pendleton wrote, There are no more truths more plainly revealed in the Bible than that God is sovereign and man is free. The exercise of divine sovereignty does not conflict with human agency. It is an astonishing tribute to God's omnipotence that, in His sovereignty, He has chosen to give dominion to human beings, to exercise their own will as free moral agents, and that in the true exercise of man's will, God's sovereignty is not threatened in any way. God has arranged it so that His sovereignty is no threat to man's freedom to choose. And man's freedom to choose is no threat to God's sovereignty. As the sovereign creator, God has full authority, and he would have been completely justified in making human beings his pawns, living in full involuntary submission to the will of our creator. But God gave man the ability and the opportunity to make choices. As the Redeemer, God has full authority and he would have been completely justified in making human beings his pawns, forcing some to believe and preventing others from believing. But instead, he says, whosoever will may come. And there's no small print on whosoever believeth, no hidden interpretation, no obscure explanation. It's exactly what God says it is. Everyone chooses for his or herself. And the exercise of man's will poses absolutely no threat to God's ability to fulfill his eternal purposes. That's the way God's sovereignty has ordained it. Christian, don't miss your opportunity every day to make the choice to yield to the will of your sovereign creator and redeemer. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.